Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Society 13 and Frogzilla Radio proudly present Frog Watch with your friend and host, Big Tony Rousey, a.k.a. Frog's Watch. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
That opening track was the German band Caribo from their album Holofinium, released earlier this year. The name of the song was Plutonian. My name is, of course, Big Tony the Prog Squatch, host of your favorite prog rock show, Prog Watch. Welcome back, my friends. I hope you are all well. Hopefully you will be feeling even better in about 90 minutes, because I've got a great show lined up for you. The aforementioned Caribo is the focus of our program this week. As I said, they are a German band and were founded by Oliver Rüssing, who is the main creative force behind the band. The band has won awards in their home country, a rock and pop award in 2011 for their album Man of Rust, and in 2014 they took home a Best Progressive Rock Band award. Oliver Rüssing has been busy playing live gigs lately and remixing and remastering the 2011 Caribou album Man of Rust. As we move along, we'll hear music from that album, as well as some stuff from 2014's Addicted and this year's Holofinium. We'll also take a little break from the Caribou Fest and have another Progressive Discoveries offering from our man, Dr. Rob Fisher, of the Progressive Aspect and Prog Radar. So let's get things moving with the first part of my chat with Oliver Rusing with the Rolling R of Caribou. Okay, so my esteemed guest this week is Oliver Rusing of Caribou. How are my pronunciations on that, Oliver? Am I saying is that, is that right, Rusing? And Car- yeah, it's Ru- it's Rusing, but it's you know it's it's hard for for somebody from from the U.S. or from native speaker from from England as well to pronounce this. R, it's the rolling R. Yeah, I remember a little of that from my German class, but I was never very good at it. <laughs> and it sounds perfect. Caribou was perfect. Okay, that's good. I, I never knew how to say that. I've played you before, and I wasn't sure how to say it. But uh, okay, Caribou. Okay, so um, obviously, yes, as the listener heard, you are from Germany. Anyway, um, so uh how did you get started in music? Did you live in a musical family or you know what were your early influences? No, not 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 really. I didn't live in a musical family. My my father was he he was very much into you know this early 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 stuff, early rock and roll stuff in the 60s. And uh he was um almost getting a record contract because he was doing some some cover stuff, you know, but but he had he had, a, he had another job and it was just a hobby. And uh, so, no, there wasn't really uh, anybody who told me to to make music. I was I was a pretty creative child. I think I tried everything, and so I started uh, playing the guitar when I was I'm not quite sure. I think it was nine or ten. And uh, but I had this t- terrible guitar teacher who wanted me to play all the classical stuff, and I was of course interested in completely different music. And uh, so I switched from the guitar to the drums, and that was my. Um, the first time I really felt like the passion of music. So, um, so everything started. And you know, talking about my early developments, uh, the early uh, influences. Um, you know, my, my first uh, record was um, I'm not quite sure. I think it was something by the Bay City Rollers. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> and then uh, you know, I, I listened to all this very heavy stuff like Motorhead, and and then then I switched to Kiss and. And the first, the first time I got in contact with progressive rock was was Saga and Marillion. Okay, two very good bands there. Um, mm-hmm. So you, uh, your dad played guitar though. No, he was just singing. Okay, um, and you mentioned the drumming thing. I saw that in an online uh, bio about you. 
that you actually uh, taught drums and stuff at the beginning of your career. Yeah, yeah, you're, right. You're an instructor. Yeah, I'm an instructor. I, you know, I, I, uh, when I was 18, I had to make the decision what what kind of life I wanted to lead in, in, in terms of uh, what kind of job I wanted to to to, to do. And uh, you no, know, I, I decided because I told you before that I was pretty creative, a pretty creative child, and I was very much into art uh, as well. So I decided to become an art teacher, and uh, I, I worked in the uh, um, in the computer industry doing computer games and all the stuff. And at the same time, I was making music all the time. And I, you know, I taught drums and I taught uh, uh, painting as well. Um, so I did these two uh, uh, ways of you know, expressing myself uh, all the time. And um, in the end, uh, music became much more important. Okay, did you did you ever do any art for any of your albums? I'm just curious. Yes, I did all all the artwork. Oh, okay, <laughs> I never, you do not. You, you will never find it in any booklet because I, I'm using all these these alias things because it it sounds so unbelievable that I'm doing all the stuff by myself. But to be honest, it uh, it's it's not just because I want to do it, but uh, it's also for financial reasons because it's uh, it's it's pretty uh, expensive to to pay somebody to do good artwork and uh, layout takes some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do it all myself. I still, I do it all myself. I, I don't know if I still, if I will still have the time uh, next year or in two or three years, because I, I'm, I'm, I became so busy with music itself and with uh, rehearsing and with doing all the promo stuff. And, uh, but I still love it. I still love doing the artwork. Okay. I'm going to have to go back and look at some of the album covers again. I, I, I wasn't sure if you had done them or not, um, but you have. You've been in the music industry for what more than twenty years. Can you tell us some of the things you did before Caribou and uh, and how you came to form the band? Yeah, I, I started uh, with with I, I think like like most of uh, young younger students, uh, I started with uh, I started at school and uh, I uh, did <laughs> remember that I. Drumming, I, I destroyed the uh, the school drum kit. <laughs> <laughs> Keith Moon and, uh, style, huh? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we we started as as a school band, and uh, well, uh, this this band developed into uh, a band called Last Turin in the in the beginning of the nineties, and we had a record contract uh, with. Uh, um, Oh, I'm not quite sure about the name of the of the label. It was uh, Jumbo Records, and it was um, um, no, I'm not sure. Uh, they could uh, I just know the name. It's, it was Jumbo Records, just because an elephant logo or something. Okay. And uh, we, we we produced an LP, um, and afterwards a CD. And you know, like like with most bands, when the members become 25, 26, 28, every, everybody was thinking about the future and about how, how they wanted to, to, to make a living. And um, I tried to stick to the music, and I did a lot of stuff myself with the band, and I put a lot of pressure on the rest of the members. And so the band finally split, at, I think in ni- 1993 it was, and uh, uh, because everybody was finishing their studying and started working and there was no more time for music so i mm-hmm. <clears throat> i started to work as a teacher and i w- started to work in the computer business and uh you know my my second or third life was music all the time when i came home i went to the studio and did my recordings 
And uh, what's really weird is that I did it for about 13 years. You know, I, I formed Carabao as a six-piece band in 1996. Uh, um, and um, it lasted for about one and a half year. And the same thing had happened with, like, like with my former band. All the band members had other things to do. And, you know, nobody really believed in a career as a musician. So um, no, I, I did this thing. For 13 years, I, I buried myself some. I buried myself in the studio, and uh, I kept producing records all the time. Just you know, from, from time to time, doing a live gig, but just acoustic stuff. And uh, and, I, and I played something with uh, with a band in, in Canada, cover stuff with the the the, uh, the aviators in Nova Scotia and stuff like that. And um, yeah, that that that's how it all happened, and and I, I produced records just for the shelves. That that was the really crazy thing about all of that. I have, you know, if you if we were doing a video interview, you could just check the shelves right behind me. There are thirteen records that are completely unreleased, just standing on the shelves. Okay, <laughs> so you just did them more or less just for yourself, uh, just to remain creative and. Yeah, more or less. I always had the dream to um, to get back on stage, uh, but you know, I had my my normal job. I I was making enough money. I, I didn't. There was no need to sell uh, a record, so I did just um, I think between fifty or one hundred copies and sold them at gigs or sold them to friends and or just gave them away. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> in two thousand eleven. Um, my wife had had enough of all that, and she said, um, "Okay, we'll just take this uh, album called Man of Rust and send it to the German Rock and Pop Association." And so this 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 thing got honored with the German Rock and Pop Award for best arrangement. Oh, great! Um, you know, and that's this this was the first time when I when I when I thought, okay, there's much more much more is possible than just you know producing stuff for the shelves, and then. Uh, it took another year. We 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 were looking for for a house, and time went by. And in, in nineteen, uh, in in two thousand fourteen, I produced Addicted, and that was and it got got another German Rock and Pop Award for Best Progressive Band again. And so I really had to change my mind. I was looking for a band, and now I have a band that we're playing live all the time. It's wonderful. Let's take a little break and hear some more great Caribou music. This is E G O from Holofinium in two thousand and sixteen.
coincidence Just like your accidental cold You called it your
something is waking up inside. The time has come for you to realize the fear of loss. Every welcome means goodbye. Once again, that little epic was EGO by Caribou from their 
2016 release Holofinium. We don't play hits. If progressive music is your thing, Radio Progzilla is your station. Progressive music from your progressive rock station. Progzilla. Hello, this is Anton Rollart from New York City, and you're listening to Prog Watch. As I said, we'll take a little break here from the Caribou to hear from Dr. Rob Fisher, who will take us on another enlightening voyage of progressive discovery. Here's Rob. Today we are going to listen to what happens when you combine the old with the new, the traditional with the modern, and you do so by using styles of music that belong to a different culture. Dwiki Dharmawan is an Indonesian composer and keyboardist. His album So Far, So Close was released last year and marks his first collaboration with Moon June Records. The first thing you notice is that the record sounds like a live jam session. It has the buzz, sparkiness, and excitement of musicians reacting to and sparking off of each other. And it's the way in which they do this which is so interesting. Dharmawan blends a mixture of jazz and fusion, so typical of the 70s, with rhythms which are modern, vibrant, and rock-oriented. But what the improvised feel of the album allows him to do is bring in local and ethnic influences to create progressive music which is highly inventive, immersive, and energetic. The music flows as it progresses, and progresses as it flows. The track we are going to listen to is called Arafura. Dharmawan is remarkable on keyboards, a relaxed, flowing style, so reminiscent of Peter Barden's solo work. Jimmy Haslip provides some devilishly brilliant bass lines, whilst Chad Wackerman brings no small measure of spirited and passionate virtuosity to some exemplary drumming. They are joined by the excellent Jerry Goodman, ex-Mahavishnu Orchestra, on electric violin, and the riveting Indonesian guitarist Du A. Budiana. We're going to hear that track that Rob was talking about. It's called Arafura, A-R-A-F-U-R-A. And it's from last year's album by Dweeky Dharmawan called So Far, So Close.
Once again, that was Dweeky Darmawan from his So Far So Close album released in 2015. The name of the track was Arafura. His latest release, Passar Kluwer, was released at the end of September, so look for that. And of course, when I post this show to progwatch.com a little later in the week, I'll have a link to Rob's thumbnail review of So Far So Close by Dweeky Darmawan on the progressiveaspect.net. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now let's get back to our Caribou feature. You mentioned those 13 albums you wrote before. Have you gone back and rated some of that stuff for, for the la- the last three albums, or was that just done and you, you've written completely new stuff? I mean, I've... I do a little bit of this on the side, and I've I've gone back occasionally and redone a song because I thought a song like from way back when was a pretty good song, but it didn't get the right treatment. So I've redone a few things along the line, but I try to stay, you know, more writing new stuff. But I have dipped back. Did you ever do that with with any of your old stuff? Yeah, yeah, but I, I did it during the last years. All that I did it all the time, but I did it only for myself. And it, it, you know, this question became, became very important when I was working on, on Men of Rust because, uh, you know, all the reviews I got for Holofinium and for Addicted were, were pretty good concerning the sound. And, uh, and I was listening to the older albums again because there was the question, um, people were, ask, people were asking for the back catalog now. And so I was going through the back catalog and, and thinking, you know, do, does, does this stuff really sound as good as Holofinium? Does it sound as good as Addicted? Uh, and I think, uh, it, you know, all this stuff needs some treatment, but the main question is how far do you go with that? How much do you change? Uh, do you do new recordings? Do you throw away stuff you sang? Do you, um, you know, I, this was a real struggle, even right. with uh, Man of Rust from 2011, because, you know, when you play a guitar solo six years later, you, you just play it differently. And uh, I, had, I had a discussion with... Uh, <clears throat> With a friend of mine, he's, he, has a, he has a studio right next door, and he he told me don't don't redo anything because you don't feel it anymore. It's just original. Just take the stuff you have and just uh, um, just re-release it and remix you know, it basically. Yeah. Remix it, yeah, remix yeah. it, but don't play anything new. Don't record anything new. And I, I to be honest, I made a compromise. You know, because when you when you remix stuff, everything gets a little broader, wider, and you get maybe deeper into the frequencies and the music. And I, I realized there was a lot of stuff that wasn't just didn't feel perfect enough. So I, so I did some things, I recorded some vocals uh, and, and I mixed it with the old stuff. Uh, so it was a compromise, but I think I, I tried to keep the uh, original character of everything. Okay. So um, Germany seems to have a long association with progressive music. From the beginning of what we call prog rock, 
up through today, there's still a lot of bands that, hailing from Germany that are, uh, you know, on the progressive scene. So what what is the scene like over there and how popular is progressive rock, you know, compared to other countries, I guess? Um, you know, when I was trying to find uh, uh, a suitable record company at the beginning of uh, 2016 or at the end of 2015, um, you know, I had the choice between a company in uh, in the U.S., in uh, the U.K., and in Germany. And um, <clears throat> I talked about talked with them about the markets and how, about their way of distribution and what they think would be the most important market. And everybody told me it's Germany right now because that they sell most of the albums in Germany because the, the, the good thing about Germany is that, you know, it has this border with uh, the Netherlands and Belgium and France. Mm-hmm. And this, this, uh, this market is, is really huge for progressive rock in all those four or five countries altogether. So of course, uh, that's a big market in Germany and there's a growing rock scene, I would say, but you probably know that it's, it's a worldwide, um, uh, development since I would say uh, Stephen Wilson made it made the whole thing more popular again. Sure. So, so uh, what what I realized is that there is um, you know not only this I would say hardcore prop scene, but there's a, there's a huge audience that that is you know close to the border of prog somewhere. Uh, you know they they enjoy music like, for example, Saga or other prog AOR stuff. And you know, my my music is. Um, it's very close to that because on, on some of the albums you have, you have, you mainly have, have, uh, four, four measures and uh, you have, you have rock influences and everything. And I, um, you know, I was always, um, interested in, in music itself, not, not so much in categories or to be pigeonholed, you know, just as mm-hmm. a prog art. Um, I, I would say, uh, the proxy in Germany is growing, uh, especially because uh, there are two or three labels and the bands are in very close contact. I, I had it on the festival uh, two days ago. Um, three bands from the same label, from Progressive Promotion Records, mm-hmm. um, including Carabo, and uh, Lazuli from, from France. They're not on Progressive Promotion Records. They do all the stuff uh, by themselves, but... Uh, you know, we were talking all the time. We were planning to do records together. We, you know, the, we have this exchange of musicians all the time. And, and you have a huge, uh, international exchange of musicians as well. Um, I'm not quite sure if you know Seven Steps from the Green Door. Sure, I do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I talked to Marek Arnold. He will be on my next album, uh, as well as Martin Schneller. He was playing with Flaming Row and Seven Steps and Sean Timms again. And, you know, we, we are all talking. All the time, and everybody has ideas, and we're exchanging these ideas, and I think that's, that's simply a wonderful thing. It's not just restricted to one country, uh, even though you can start making contacts within your own country, but uh, you, you spread it worldwide. Yeah, with the technology, you can also you can have Sean Tim's be on your record without yeah. ever leaving. Uh, he lives in Australia, and you live in Germany, and yeah, you can send tracks <laughs> back and forth, and yeah, it's fantastic. I, I mean, Sean Timms is really the, the worst example because the t- time difference is such a bad thing. Because, I, you know, we were Skyping. We, we, when he gives me a Skype call, you know, I, I'm, I'm very tired. Or I give him a Skype call and he's, he's hardly up, you know, in the morning. And it's, uh, <laughs> it works. But of course, Australia is, Australia is one of the hardest, hardest things to do. But you, you can even do recordings in real time. Okay. If you. 
if you want to, but not necessary because Sean has his own studio. He does his stuff himself, and we can just exchange uh, exchange uh, the files. So, um, yeah, technology technology has has done a very good job. Yeah, I, I I know what you're talking about with that time difference. So that was the toughest one I ever did. I've done a number of interviews this year, mostly with people from Europe, but I did Ben Craven from Australia, and it was like I got up first thing in the morning, and I'm talking to him, and it's like 11 o'clock or midnight for him. He's he's winding down his day, and I just rolled out of bed, you know. <laughs> yeah. And how about some more music? Let's listen to 916 from the previous Caribo album, Addicted, which was released in 2014.
Once again, that was 916 from the album Addicted by Caribou, released in 2014. You're tuned to Radio Progzilla, streaming across the net 24 hours a day. Radio Progzilla, simply the best progressive rock radio. Now back to Oliver Rusing. We were talking a little bit. You were talking about, you know, writing songs and whatnot. How, what, what kind of process do you use? Do you, uh, you know, what's what's your songwriting like? Is it real loose, structured, or do you, you know, you just sit around and jam and then come, you know, hone those ideas? Or, you know, how, how do you like to work it? Uh, I would say the, I think the best word to describe what I do is organic. What I don't like is to, to, uh, uh, record an idea, just save it somewhere, and then take the idea and take another idea and try to get those things together. That's not my way of working. What I do is I start with something, and this this something, whatever it may be, maybe it's it's a guitar riff or it's it's a uh, it's a chord structure or it's, it's maybe it's a lyric idea. Uh, it starts to progress, and it's uh, you know it's just like maybe like flowing. Uh, that's, that's, that's the main reason why why I never know how long a song is going to be. Huh. Um, you know, I, there, there are caribou songs that are four minutes, on, and there's a uh, letter from the White Room, the second uh, uh, Holofinium disc, which is uh, more than uh, 36, 36 minutes. So it's always a new experience. And I, I would say when I'm making music and I'm writing music, it's it's mainly self-entertainment. Uh I, I love to entertain myself, and, and if it gets if it if it gets boring, I don't like it. Even after listening for, you know, one hundred or even a thousand times, and it's the same with the process of of writing. What I do is I very often because most most of the stuff I I play myself, and I very often change instruments within the song within while, while recording. Um, you, you can call this chaotic, chaotic or, or confusing, but uh, it, it has a certain kind of order and structure because uh, to me when I start recording an instrument for example a guitar riff I I, uh, I get the idea what, what it needs from the bass and I get the idea what it needs from the drums As mainly I start with the drums because I feel like a drummer whatever instrument I play uh, um, I still think from a very rhythmic perspective all the mm-hmm. time um, but uh, yeah, I would say when I start writing, everything starts to grow. And uh, usually it comes to an end without stopping. And um, the, the main problem when I'm doing things is that I'm most of the time just doing too much. Uh, you know, the, the, I have a really high output. Just talking about uh, Holofinium or Addicted is even, is even worse. I had 76 songs finished. And I could only use 14. 76, um, you said. 76. 76. They're, they're still sleeping on the hard disk, you know, because I don't use anything anymore. I started completely new with Holofinium. And there is, again, 20 or 25 songs that, you know, they just sleep there. Wow. <laughs> and I was up with somebody. Uh, you know, my, my, um, my band always tell me, tell, uh, tells me that that's, that's just wasting stuff, you know. But... Sometimes I feel like passing myself all the time because there's so many ideas that I think, okay, the new stuff is much better than the older stuff. Just wait, maybe I can use it later, but I never use it again. So, um, there's, there's a lot of stuff I could, I could re-release or work on, but, um, most of the time I just like to, uh, 
self, I like to entertain myself. So usually I, I have new ideas I'm working on. I, I knew a guy like that. Yeah, I did. He's the best guitar player I ever played with. Yeah. <laughs> he just uh, it, was always, it, I, I used to say it was like, uh, you know, to use a crude analogy, like, uh, you know, his his daily bowel movement you know he had to write a song and and it seemed like he he didn't want to you know work on anything for too long because every day he's writing another song and and you know and he's always coming up with a better idea and you know i don't know that's that's an interesting approach i i haven't talked to too many people that i mean that's that's just amazingly prolific you know the number you said 76 songs i'm like holy holy moses you know that's that's a lot of songs, and you pared it down to fourteen. That had to be difficult. Yeah. That was a hard. That, that was really that was a hard thing to do because any of them are your, you know, they are all your, they are all your babies, you know. And yeah. Uh, somehow it feels like you have to select something you just simply don't want to sort out. It's it's a hard thing to do, but you you make your own concept. You 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 know, to me, an album is a. Is a whole concept of artwork, of lyrics, of of music, and and so it's always a struggle to see what fits and uh, how, how it can be as organic as the way I I'm, I'm writing. And um, I'm not quite sure if that's if that's a good way. You know, it's, it's always a struggle with myself because I, I'm not I'm not very happy with the fact that there's so much stuff I, I create and I don't use. But uh, uh, on the other hand, I, I'm not running out of ideas, so. So why shouldn't I work this way? I, I, I just know it's it's not easy for other people sometimes even um, because uh, you know if, you, if you're living together or pl- working together with somebody who has so many ideas, um, sometimes it's easy to, to 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 pause and to to take rest. You know, just to um, let your ideas sink in, especially when you're working with a band and. You know, they, they are still working on, on stuff from Holofinium and, and I already think about the next album in 2017 and they go, Oh, no, no, no. You, you're much too fast. We're still struggling with the stuff we, we got from the, on, on the second disc of Holofinium. And so I think I, I need to slow down sometimes. Force myself to. As long as you have some kind of record of those old songs, uh, if you ever do start running out of ideas, you can always go back and start uh, cherry picking all the best ones from all your old stuff. That's- I just, I just hear my wife speaking now. That's exactly what she says. It's, it never happened uh, during my whole life that I ran out of ideas, but if it happens, I have a lot of stuff I can, I can sell, I can record. That's that's yeah. right. I will never run out of material. That's a good. <clears throat> that's a good place to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now let's have another little musical interlude. This time we'll hear a song called Quantum Leap, which comes from the latest Caribou album entitled Holofinium, which was released earlier this year.
Again, that little epic was Quantum Leap from the Holofinium album by Caribou, released earlier this year. Now we'll finish up with Oliver. You talked before about this uh, gig you just played this weekend. Uh, it was a big uh, progressive rock festival. Yeah, I would say so. It's uh, um, every year. Uh, it's one of those uh, festivals who have uh, one of the, the, I would say, most important ones in Europe. You have these, I think it's five, six, seven uh, big festivals around two in France, from Summer's End in, in, in Wales. Then you have uh, this uh, progressive promotion festival in, in Germany, in Rüsselsheim. And you have the, the huge one, Night of the Prague, in, uh, at the Lorelei in, in Germany. And okay. I think one or two more in, in, in Poland. And yes, this was one of the um, most important ones, yes. And it was the first time I I could play there. I uh, visited it before, but uh, I never played there before. Uh, but as you know, the whole development with Kerbo went very passed quickly during the last two years and n- nobody mm-hmm. knew, knew anything about Caribou two years ago and so now everybody's inviting us it's great yeah that's that's a good place to be too um mm-hmm. do you have more coming up that are scheduled or anything you want to talk about that you want to mention on the show uh i have two or uh, three more scheduled four more scheduled but I, i'm not allowed to talk about three of them <laughs> okay <laughs> but, but, I, but i will i will make it i will make it public in within the next uh i hope i'm allowed to within the next four or five weeks uh, but we have one more festival which is called proc the castle in germany it's in heidelberg uh, um uh, in may 2017 uh that's the third german festival that exists uh, and, uh, there will be three more, uh, in other European countries next year. That's all I can say. Okay. So <laughs> we can at least what tell the, we can tell the listeners to keep your eye out for Caribou because, uh, Absolutely. you're going to have some cool things happening here, huh? Absolutely. Uh, we will be very busy next year. Well, that's great. Um, you talked before about how you were remixing Man of Rust. So how did that all go? It's it's pretty much done at this point, I guess, and, and you're taking pre-orders. Is that correct? Yeah, right. Um, uh, we shipped some of them today already. The release date is uh, October 28th, so um, only a few days to go. And uh, pre-release, uh, pre-order um, uh, went really good. Um and, uh, well, we got the first reactions already. Uh, there will be reviews within the next weeks. Um, I'm very happy with what I heard, with all the feedback I got already. So, um, well, it couldn't be better, to be honest. Fantastic. I'm looking forward to hearing some of that for sure. And yeah. we're going to play some on the show. Um, you're Wanted. sending me a few tracks. And uh, so, um, was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Well, I, I'm I'm really surprised that you didn't ask about the name, but probably you, you you got the information from the internet because everybody was asking me about is still asking me about the name Carol. No, go ahead. Tell the tell the story. <laughs> okay, so the story is when, my, when I started Carol in 1996, uh, <clears throat> the bass player was um, spending every free time he had in in Kenya, and. Uh, you know, he, he came back with, with a, with a, with a word from, uh, I don't know what's it called in English. It's Kiswahili, the, the language they speak. Uh, and he said, when they say hello or you're welcome, they say caribou. 
<clears throat> and I, I really like that sound, but I don't want it. I didn't want to be mixed up with with the animal, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, at the same time, I told you I was working in the computer industry, and I was I, I loved role playing games, and I was always playing the uh, the ranger, and I was carrying a bull, you know. On, so, so I combined those two uh, words. I, I took caribou and I took carrying a bow, and so it sounded to me it, it made sense to say to make to make up carry bow. So that's that's the main reason. That's the word. It has no deeper meaning. It's just a sound, uh, but it sounded good, and everybody uh, can keep it in their head. It's um, keep it in their mind. It's 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 easy to remember. So mm-hmm. um, that's it. Anything else? I should say hello to your listeners. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so hello from Germany. Hello from Caribou. Uh, if you're interested in the band, just check out our website at www.caribou.com or follow us on the social networks and <clears throat> Facebook, for example. This is uh, the place where I'm mainly active and would be great to come over to the S, by the way, uh, in one of the next years. Maybe Ross Fest would be wonderful for us. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, that would absolutely be great. And... Um, I think that's all, and um, I hope you enjoy listening to Men of Rust or enjoy listening to Holofinium or uh, Addicted, and um, hope you're looking forward to everything that's uh, coming in the future, new re-releases from the past and a new Caribou record in 2017. Well, I hope you enjoyed sitting in on my chat with Oliver Rusing of Caribou, still practicing that rolling R, right? Rusing. <laughs> you heard Oliver mention his website, caribou.com where you can find information about upcoming live dates and support the band by picking up any of the albums we heard from today, 2016's Holofinium and 2014's Addicted, or even the newly released remix and remaster of Man of Rust. I will, of course, have links for you when I post the show to my website, progwatch.com. As I said, you will also be able to find more information and links for this week's Progressive Discoveries feature from Rob Fisher. That's about all I have time for this week, but I will leave you with one more great tune from Caribou. This is Man of Rust, the title track from the remixed and remastered Man of Rust album. Oh, one more thing before I go. Prague on, brothers and sisters. Here's Caribou.
When you touch your lover When you hold your son Longing for the places Where the river runs And you feel the shiver When the morning comes
where you can drink your misery away. Just a flaming mow away. Happiness is just a flaming mow away. How's the world treating you, Mr. Gumble? No two days are ever the same. At Care.com, you can find trusted and flexible sitters to help manage your family's ever-changing schedule. Care.com can even help you out with housekeepers, dog walkers, senior caregivers, and more. So you can find care for all you love. And 100% of caregivers who use Care.com have been background checked with CareCheck, a key first step in hiring confidently. To get the help you need to make it all work, sign up now and find a great sitter at Care.com. You know how great your house looks and smells when it's just been cleaned? So fresh. And somehow, a clean house makes your head feel fresher too. With a housekeeper from Care, you can reset your house and your head. As often as you like, for less than you think. Find a great housekeeper, set a schedule that works for you, and check cleaning off your to-do list. So you can put your mind to other, more fun things. Get the housekeeping help you need at Care.com.